podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, Pi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Chris Eubank Jr. Chris, it's good to speak with you. You look really cozy in that robe you got going on there. Yeah, um, I, I kind of just woke up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been a... And I had a little break, you know, I took a little break, was hanging out in Las Vegas, having some fun. You know, I trained um, pretty much nonstop through 2020. Um, so at the end of end of the year, uh, Christmas, New Year's, had a couple of weeks off and I just got back from Vegas uh, a couple of days ago and I'm... I'm just trying to get back onto a normal time schedule. I've been having um yeah my sleeping pattern isn't fully back to normal yet so uh coffee and um yeah that's uh that's why i'm in the road i guess are you currently in you're in miami right or florida no now i'm back in pensacola florida which is uh that's where roy lives yeah uh, and that is where we train so uh, congratulations on signing with uh, Sauerland. I, I know that you've, well, for, first and foremost, I want to know sort of what inspired you to go ahead and sign with them. But also, I'm just sort of curious, if you, uh, if you can, just sort of maybe explain why in the past other promotional companies didn't work out for you and why this one is a better fit for you in your career. COVID, man. COVID has uh, it's changed the game. Um, Showtime, BBC, they have a lot of fighters uh, underneath the umbrella and, you know, it's tough, it's, it's tough for, it's tough for them to get everybody out, you know, there's tough, there's only so many shows they can do, there's only so much uh, money that can be made um, during this time, mm-hmm. so uh you know, I just felt I wasn't getting, um, you know, I wasn't getting the attention that I needed at this stage of my career. Um, and that's just through the simple fact of, you know, they can't, they can't physically do it. Um, so, and, you know, the Salomon brothers, they, you know, they came in and at the right time, at the right place, and, and they made the right offer. Um, so now I've kind of become... I was a big fish in a big pond. Now I'm a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is, um, I feel like that's the right move. Um, they're going to put, they're going to focus a lot on me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to push me a lot. And that's what I need. I need to be pushed. I need to be active. I need the big names. I need the big fights um, ASAP. Mm-hmm. And that is what, they are offering. So um, I made the move. Plus, I imagine it's also a massive benefit is that they're not restricted to one network. So getting, getting you know, these fights made, it's, it's not going to limit you. If, let, let's just say if you were just signed with DAZN or just signed with PBC Fox, do you know what I'm saying? Like it opens up the door for you to sort of cross over into uh, or onto several different networks. Right. Yeah, I didn't even really think of it like that, but yeah, it, it's probably going to be easier to make fights. Um, 
because I can kind of jump around. I'm not restricted to just fighting on one uh, one station. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good that's a good way of looking at it, and and that's what I need because you know a lot of these there's a lot of fights that can be made, and you know a lot of these guys are in different you know they're different with they're, they're with different promotional companies, and you know some of them don't get along, and it's hard to make fights. Yeah. Um, you know these guys, the Silent Brothers, they, they get along with everybody. Yeah, they get along with everyone. They're good, they're good guys. So um, yeah, I'm sure they're they will be. Love. Able to... They're easy to love. Yes. <laughs> so no one hates them enough to be like, I don't want to work with that guy. <laughs> right, right. So um, you know, I think that they'll definitely be able to deliver on the things that they say they will. Yeah. And uh, 2021 is going to be a very active year for me. All right. So I know that you've done many interviews so far, so I don't want to sit here and rinse information. I just really want to get down to mentioning the guys that are sitting on deck as potentials for you. So we can discuss what the possibilities are for you in 2021. So I just sort of want to run down a few names, talk a bit about them, see where they sort of fit on the agenda for the coming year, or if they don't fit on it at all. You know, just you just tell me. So sure. first and foremost, we know that Callie has said, we want the triple G fight. We know you want the triple G fight. That's, uh, is it safe to say that that sits as priority right now? Absolutely. He is the number one name now on the hit list. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has been for, for years, to be honest. You know, I've always wanted that fight. I've always spoke about fighting him. And uh, now I'm in a position to where they're going to really push for it, which makes me very happy. And I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to make that fight, um, you know, within the next year or two, 100%. Uh, when he fought uh, Sharametta, what did you make of his performance? Was that that's his last fight? Last fight, yeah. He looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked, uh, he looked, uh, he looked good. He's still got it. He's still a threat. Um, you know, they they say that punch power is the last thing a fighter loses. And uh, he's still got it, man. He's still strong. He's still dangerous. And um, more, most importantly, he still has a belt. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming for it. <laughs> so... Walk us back into into time. There was at one point in time, it seemed as though you could have got the Golovkin fight. Of course, you're going to get people saying one thing or the other. It's always someone's ducking someone. Can you clarify why that fight didn't happen? Like, what was it that stood in the way of you guys making that, the fight happen? Um, listen, I've never ducked anybody in my entire life. Um, I had signed on the dotted line. The fight was pretty much. Uh, so you did pretty sign. Much made. I'm pretty sure, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, our, our side was signed. And um, yeah, the um, we got the news that you know Kel Brook all of a sudden was gonna 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 take the fight. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, you know, he was the easier option for Eddie to make the fight. He had a lot less demands. He was, you know, he was the yes man in the situation. Um, 
you know, I, I think it was just, it was, it was literally a situation of, uh, they were just talking, I heard, and, you know, Kel, and um, Eddie was just like, man, it would just be so much easier if, you know, you could fight Golovkin, you know, come on, make my life so much easier. And Kel was just like, yeah, all right, I'll fight him. And then that was it. I was like, really? Okay, cool. So, yeah, you know, we'll give it to you. Um, because it was there. It was there. It was ready to be made. Eddie came out and said, uh, and told a story recently um, also about, the contract was done everything was done and then apparently my father came in and said right we're happy we're ready to go one last thing i want uh, a picture or a painting that is in your you, you or your father's office i think it was of him and nigel ben and uh you know give me that and then the deal's done and um and I think uh, Eddie asked asked his dad, and his dad said, "Hell no," to put it nicely. Um, Eddie's told that story, and he's only told that story recently. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how true it is, uh, but you know, regardless of whether it's true or not, um, it was not my fault. It was not through any fault of my own that the fight was not signed. It was not me not not wanting to fight it was not me not ducking um i was ready to go and for whatever reason um the fight didn't happen politics mm -hmm. is what I, I i um i put it down to but you know better late than never we're here in 2021 and uh and the fight will happen mm -hmm. well hopefully we could see that happen i know that uh jamie mungia is also or jaime mungia i'm sorry what or is also trying to get the triple g fight next so it seems like you two are going to be competing for the next triple g fight i don't actually know who that is i haven't seen him fight um but you know everybody wants uh everybody wants to see me fight him i'm the number one name um that's the most exciting fight out there for triple g so, um, and that's the biggest money fight out there for Triple G outside of uh, Canelo. So um, I don't see why or how it can't be made. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, okay, let's talk a bit about this Kelbrook exchange going on. Um, Kel obviously felt some types of ways about you basically insinuating that he would be a tune-up fight to you. And he, did, you, did you hear what he said? In response, no, I, I haven't heard about any any of the uh, responses from uh, my last enemy. Okay, well, I'll read to you what he said. That way, you can respond to it. He said, "Smack me around for a bit. Only thing you've smacked around for a bit is that silly machine on the wall. Look what happens anytime you've needed footwork and a jab. Talking about a warm-up fight, you and your IBO belt." been warming up for years now get serious and then we can talk so <laughs> i don't know if you intended for there to be some smack talk you know based off of what you had mentioned i don't know if maybe you just said it and didn't expect really much of it or didn't mean it necessarily in the way you said it or maybe you did i don't know but it now seems i, know, like I, I meant it I'm, I'm never going to say anything i didn't mean yeah I'm not that type of guy 
Well, no, I mean, um, in, in that context, because, you know, sometimes people can take certain things a certain way. So let's talk a bit about that fight. Um, doesn't seem like it sits too high on your priority list based on, you know, calling it a warm-up fight. But let's just say the Triple G fight doesn't happen next. Is that a fight you'd be willing to take or is, or you just sort of have other people that are sitting, you know, prioritized above him? I mean, everyone's, everyone's a priority above someone like Kelbrook. Um, he, he, he's just really not on my radar like that. But, you know, if, if you guys want to see the fight and they put an offer in, I'm not going to say no. You know, it's, it's, uh, it'll be an entertaining fight. There's yeah. two big names in British boxing. Um, you know, he's fought Triple G and, you know, there's, there's a history and, you know, we're, we're talking about it. So, yeah, people are going to be interested. Um, I, how interested, I don't know. I don't know how big that fight would be. I don't know how much demand there is for it. But if there's a demand, um, yeah, he could, he could be my next warm-up. Why not? You know, it's, 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 somebody has to do it. Somebody has to get in there and, and help me get some of my ring rust off. So why not Cal Brook? Another person who's throwing his name in the mix is Willie Monroe Jr. Obviously, you know that he's been, he's been in with, like, Rosado, Billy Joe, also Gennady. Uh, what do you make of him as a fighter? Um, I haven't seen too much of him. I saw him. Didn't he quit against uh, Golovkin or he got knocked out or something? No, he got stopped. I wouldn't say he quit, no. Um, yeah, you know, that's uh, it's an okay fight. An option? Maybe? Sure. If, if, <laughs> again, if there's a demand. I think he's a much smaller name than, than uh, Kel Brook, though, um, especially in, in Britain. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would be, uh, you know, much. I don't think that would be a big fight out here. I mean, in, in England or, or even in the States, to be honest. But um, who knows? Uh, I guess we'll see. It seems like now, because you've sort of done this waiting game for quite some time, um, and as you know, inactivity is the worst thing for a fighter. It's like you just want to get the big names out of the way at this point in your career, right? Like you don't even want to waste time on, on anyone other than someone who can make you money or add to your resume. That's sort of the way, the way I'm picking up on it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm 31 years old. Mm -hmm. There's not much I haven't done in the game now. Um, so I don't really need to be fighting anybody that's not, like you said, going to bring in big money or, or a big belt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are my prime years now. Uh, I have been out of the ring for a while. Um, so in that sense, you know, would a warm-up be so bad? No, it probably wouldn't. Um, but, I, you know, it, it can't just be against a random, you know. It has to be, the fight has to make sense and uh, it has to be a fight that is of interest to the public also. Um, and that's what promoters are for. They understand what the public want and they, and they are, it's their job to give it to them. So I'm sure whoever they put in front of me next is going to be, um, it's going to be a great fight for the fans. And um, I'm just excited to get back in the ring, man.
But Chris, would you want to have a warm-up fight before a big fight like Gennady? Or if, you, if the opportunity was there, you would just go straight into it? If the opportunity was there, sure. I'm, I'm not going to, yeah, I, I, of course I would go straight into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not take the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm no Billy Joe Saunders. If you put a name in front of me, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, uh, oh, I need 10 weeks or whatever. Um, but if they say, you know, we have an opportunity to give you a warm up before you go for a, a big world title. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, being out of the ring for as long as I have my fight only, my last fight only lasting two rounds. Um, there will be an element of ring rust. There will be an element of, uh, you know, needing to get back into the swing of things. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I've been very active. I've been constantly in the gym, constantly sparring. Um, you know, I haven't been just sitting on my ass for the last year, two years. So uh, if they give me an opportunity to fight a big fight first, I'm ready. So right now, um, it seems as though middleweight is sort of where you want to stay at. But is super middle an option for you? Are you interested at some point in sort of joining the guys there? If they put Canelo in front of me, I'm up at super middleweight. Aside from that, uh, middleweight is where I'm at. I'm a natural middleweight. Um, you know, that is where I want to campaign. That's where I want to do the damage. That's where I want to win the belts. Um, another big name out there for me is uh, Royal Tamarata. Mm-hmm. who's been elevated to WBA super champion. That, that fight makes a lot of sense. Um, so that's a fight we're pushing for also. I'm, I'm interim world champion of the WBA, so uh, I'm number one contender. Um, Canelo held that belt for a long time, didn't defend it. I still don't know how he was able to do that, but he's relinquished it now. So that's a fight we're looking for 100%. Um, but yeah, 168, you know, there's, there's, there's some good fights up there. But for as long as I can make 160, I might as well campaign and, yeah. and fight at this weight until I get to a stage where I can't, I just can't make the weight anymore. Right. Okay, so another name that is mentioned alongside yours at the minute is the WBO middleweight champion, which is Demetrius Andrade. Uh, what do you make of him? Um... Yeah, he can he can, he can box. He's a good boxer. Um, that's a good fight if it can be made. Um, uh, yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Anybody with a world title in the middleweight division, I'm coming for. Mm-hmm. I want to clean the division up. I want to fight everybody. I want to beat everybody. I want to unify the division. Another person who has openly spoken about you is Liam Williams. He also wasn't too happy about the, uh, the tune-up comment. <laughs> um, but he's set to, he's the mandatory right now to Demetrius Andrade, which is more than likely the fight that's going to happen next. Who wins that fight for you? Um, yeah, I, I don't rate Williams. You know, he's... he's uh... He's just, he's not, 
he's not a high level fighter in my opinion. So yeah, I'd say Demetrius would be him. Mm -hmm. Another one that's mentioned somewhere along the way, should Demetrius, you know, vacate and move up to face Billy Joe. Billy Joe said that he's confident that he knocks out Demetrius Andre. What do you make of that comment? And who do you think would win that fight if they did fight one day? Um, I, I don't have much to say about Saunders. Uh, he's a drug cheat and he's a ducker. So, um, yeah, we don't really need to waste time speaking on him. Okay. Uh, any prediction in, in terms of if they did fight? Because that it is a possibility to happen next. Um, nope. <laughs> right. No, no prediction. All right. I got better things to talk about, baby. Okay. Um, Another person, obviously, the arguably number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world at the moment, Canelo Alvarez. He's fighting Avni Yildirim, someone that you've already fought and, uh, and stopped. So what do you make of that? I, obviously, it is his mandatory, so we can't be too hard on it for people who want to say something about it. It is a mandatory. You have to get mandatories out of the way. But what do you make of, of that matchup? I mean, it's a great opportunity for Abney. Um, you know, you make a nice Are little bit of change. You got the fight before you did? Listen, nothing shocks me in boxing. That's <laughs> one thing I've come to, uh, to accept is that anything can happen. Just when you think something's going to happen, something just comes out of left field and it's, you know, it's a thing. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 a short that that'll be a short fight. But um, if he's the mandatory, he's the mandatory. What, what more can you do? Mm -hmm. You know, Canelo's fought a lot of the top guys, and um, you know, I guess he can't fight. Well, I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say he can't fight top level guys each time he fights because he can and he should. To be honest. Um, he shouldn't be fighting somebody like Avni Yildirim at this stage in his career. But uh, especially when, you know, there's so many huge names out there for him. Yeah. Why? You know, I don't, I don't get it. But, um, you know, if that's what he wants to do, he's, at a, he's in a position now where he, he can do what he wants. Um, has he earned that? Sure. He's earned it. Um, so yeah, let him, let him have a let him have a little uh, well, it's not a tune up, but a you know an easy fight, and then later on in twenty twenty one, maybe he'll fight somebody of this that presents an actual danger to him. And in my opinion, I'm the only body, I'm the only one that can really be seen to to put that man in danger. I don't hear of any other names that people are putting forward to fight him that, you know, people really believe will give him trouble. Mm -hmm. Most of these guys, they're going in there to survive. We saw it with Callum Smith. We saw it with Kovalev. You know, these guys dance around the ring, um, just trying not to get knocked out. Um, that's never, ever been a part of my makeup. That's never been how I fight. Uh, I've always gone in there and... I look to take my my opponent out, yeah. and it would be no different with Canelo. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of any man. And I believe that's why that fight would be so exciting because you're gonna, you would see somebody who is going to bring it to Canelo, who isn't going to back down. So, um, yeah, that's the one fight that I would move up to 168 to have. Sports Social Podcast Network.